Top Shelf Fantasy. All right, Shelfies, podcast number 263. Right back with you. We got the NFL Cut Week that just uh, came and went. Um, Nothing too crazy with cuts. We'll get to that in the news. Um, But some big player that did not get signed or traded. Uh, we'll also get that to that in, in, in the news, but um, follow us on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, on Facebook, coming up, Facebook, on topshelfantasy.com. I'll start it over again. Topshelfantasy.com. <laughs> you will find our sleepers, breakouts, bounce backs, dart throws, and bust of the year. Um, so take a look at that. It's, it's it, Go to the homepage. It's under articles tab. Also, if you want to look at the rankings, we got those up there as well. Um, probably got to adjust some of those on your end, Owls. I went through yeah, a few I got to do a few today, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's probably like two or three guys, yeah. two or three teams, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, me and Dows, Dows, how's it going? You're actually drafting right now? Yeah, I am currently drafting. I have the uh, ninth pick of 12 teams, so... That'll be interesting. I haven't had the nine slot all year, and I didn't do a ton of research out of the nine hole. So we'll see how it goes. I can't see who's drafted, which is an interesting uh, feature by ESPN this year. So that's cool. I'll just be uh, drafting completely blind. That'll be a fun fun little addition they've, they've made for us fantasy players on the bogus-ass ESPN app. Try to get my team to go to sleeper. ESPN. Yeah, and they, they wouldn't go for it. So here we are. All right. All right. Um, I guess we'll get into this. This podcast, we're just going to go over some news. Um, too much news in the last week to you know combine it with a different podcast. So, I'll give you one full podcast with just some good old NFL news. First off, Cooper Cup suffers a hamstring setback considered day to day, better than week to week. Um, but it's August thirty first. Any setback of any sort is um pretty scary, to say the least. Yeah, you hate to see that for the. Obviously, the top weapon on that offense. Yeah, I mean, you're drafting right now, so I'm be curious of where he goes. Like, is he still going to go wide receiver three or four? Yeah, and I bet a lot of guys in this league didn't see that news, but he did get he did get picked already. I can't tell you where. Oh, I can tell you, he's picked pick, uh, pick seven overall. All right. Which has shifted a little bit, I guess, down because of the couple keepers, uh, two rounds of keepers, essentially right off the top, but. Still, that's pretty high. Yeah, and for the the Rams too, they're not going to tell you much. They usually don't. Um, they'll yeah. keep it kind of hush hush. Um, I mean, we saw the Stafford injury last year; didn't really say much. Allen Robinson shut down for the year; didn't say much about that. So, a little concerning. So, if you do get a Cooper Cup early in the drafts, um, make sure you load up on wide receivers late too, just in case. Definitely. Next off, Dolphins and Packers. Uh, Claim they were the ones um, in on Jonathan Taylor. Um, still couldn't come to terms, I think. Both sides, I think. Um, I know M- Miami. Oh, no, I guess not Miami. They, they probably sent a fine offer. The Colts wanted yeah, Jalen Waddle uh, in yeah, part of the nuts. deal, which is which is scary. Like one for one, I'd rather Waddle um, as an NFL team. Yeah, I mean, especially the way the NFL is going and, and what we've seen with running backs, right? Like these jobs can be done by committee versus 
Waddle. Um, I mean, they, obviously Miami has Tyreek, so you would say Waddle's not. You don't want to say he's expendable, but he's he's definitely the wide receiver too there. But he's still a top tier guy in the NFL who's super young. And if you know Tyreek decides to hang him up, then you still have a fantastic uh, option there. So um, I don't know. It's it's weird to see these valuations by the Colts and think that JT is worth a Jalen Waddle guy when they're the ones that are refusing to pay JT like he's that top talent. So uh, Jim Irsay just, you know, I, I guess it's another chapter in the, the Jim Irsay is a nut job book. He's, yeah. Uh, he's good. He's just, it's a, it's a new Lions pretty much. Literally. What they did with um, Barry Sanders and Kelvin Johnson. So. Oh, Jameer Gibbs just went like essentially what is our 201 pick like that's that's early i don't care what your team looks like yeah all right uh Daz, you want to go with the next news yeah for sure um the niners claim they're going to limit cmc's usage this year that's coming from uh the head coach uh shanahan couldn't think of his name for a second there um they're saying that they're going to use him more like he was used in carolina if not even more sparingly to try to uh eliminate that wear down that seems to happen every year um, definitely an interesting little comment, especially for Elijah Mitchell owners. I think that's pretty awesome news for them. Uh, he's expecting him to get used more, maybe even Jordan Mason, who's technically right, hurt right now, but uh, should still be on the roster and usable. Um, Kyle Juszczyk maybe even gets a small bump, but like if CMC is not going to be on the field a ton, I mean, he's still an explosive player and, and is going to get his numbers. Like, don't get me wrong. I still think he's a top talent in the, in the league and fantasy leagues. He should be valued as such, but that's a, uh, that's a a big concern, I guess, is the best way to put it, just to see what he's going to actually uh, be used as on a team like like San Fran that has a lot of you know running reps to go around. Yeah, I mean, for Elijah Mitchell owner like I am, um, I guess I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. It's great for Elijah Mitchell owners, no doubt about that. Yeah, the top, probably a top hang up as it is, but um, even more standalone value now. Uh, sure. NFL will not take action against Tyreek Hill relating to the assault charges this summer. I saw that today. I was like, oh shit, that forgot that was a thing. Yeah, so <laughs> like, did I. Like, that was that. Like, we we drafted the last couple of weeks, not 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 even thinking that. Like, if he, it came out, he's oh, he suspended like six weeks. Like, oh shit, <laughs> like, right. that's going to kill my first round. Yeah, I was worried. Um, like, when I saw the news, I was like, what assault charges? Like, is he, is he going to miss some time? And then it's like, oh, he's first of all, they're not taking action. So that's a good thing. And I mean, I guess Miami must have known that as well, probably earlier than we even did. But, um, yeah, I guess it's good for one of the top receivers to stay on the field. Uh, yep. this is the, I remember this now coming back to me. This is the one uh, assault charge that I actually defended Tyreek Hill on. And that's right. I was the only one ever because <laughs> he just slapped the guy upside the head. That's fine by me. That's that's fair play. Yeah, if he's not going to suspend it for this one, he's, I mean, for the previous ones, then <laughs> yeah, this exactly. one's just chum change. Yep. Um, in other wide receiver news, much less talented wide receivers, Jalen Rieger signs to the Patriots practice squad, uh, adding to the wealth of shitty wide receivers that New England is choosing to roster. They also designated uh, Taekwon Thornton to short-term IR, so he's going to miss the first four weeks of the season yet again, uh, leaving Juju, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Demario Douglas, and uh, Keishon Booty as the remaining receivers on the roster. Uh, they also went out of their way to claim Matt Corral or Coral, uh, carrying three quarterbacks in their practice squad, which is an interesting move. 
and then released Ty Montgomery. So busy couple of days for the Patriots. Uh, they also, I don't want to say designated, but they they released Bailey Zappi and uh, and uh, Molly Cunningham, and then signed them quickly to the practice squad. So, and that's the same with Kevin Harris and Kevin uh, Harris, Pierre Strong. Taylor. Well, no, because Pierre Strong was traded. Yeah, JJ Taylor. It's very odd maneuverings going on in New England at the moment. Yes, I don't get it. No, we'll see what happens. Well, another thing I don't get is Jeff Wilson heads to to IR. Um, yeah, very suspicious move. timing because, I mean, in drafts the last couple of weeks, I was kind of just telling everyone like, get this guy last round late. Like he's probably the RB one for Miami at least to start. Um, now he's not. He's out at least four weeks. It, it's right. he was hurt August fourth. Um, he just wasn't practicing and didn't sound like anything serious. Um, probably why they wanted to re- run it back so bad with either Dalvin Cook or JT, and they didn't get him. Like, all right, now we can place him on IR. Which, in my mind, is like, hey, Jeff Wilson goes on IR. Net, net, now the teams know that you need a running back, right? It's like, oh no, he, he's fine. We don't have to trade much. Like, you know, it's we get JT. It's fine. If not, whatever. Didn't get him. Like, all right, we'll toss him on IR now. It sucks because I drafted him in two leagues last week. Yeah, it's it, it's very odd timing. I mean, I, I we see it a lot in other sports where teams get fined for manipulating the injury report. You see it in the NFL here and there. Um, I don't know that you'll ever get a team for it in offseason, but this seems to be one of those. Like, they had to have known it. I, I don't know. They should have known it earlier. But in any case, it leaves a, a bevy of running backs in um, Miami to compete for, for reps there. So. Uh, unless JT ends up traded there later on or, or somehow later in the season, I'd expect Raheem Mostert, Devon Ashan to probably be the big two mouths getting fed. And beyond that, we we don't know. We we don't even know if Ashan will play week one. He's still in a non-contact jersey. So yeah, as of right now, I think um, even for... um, Selvan Ahmed is, is hurt. Yep. So Mostert's like their only legit healthy running back, which is something we would we'd never say in the same sentence. Most are yeah. only healthy running back. <laughs> right. The guy's I, hurt yeah, his entire and career. Yeah. Uh, and they let um Miles Gaskin just go head on over to, to the Vikings. Um so uh, I don't think they would make that move if they didn't expect Wilson back, you know, shortly. But you know, Gaskin was at least a decent plug in if if they needed a you know a warm body there that can run the ball. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it again it just compounds the I don't know, suspicious nature of this entire situation. Yeah. All right. Um, you, you take the next one. Yeah, this is huge for me. Vikings and TJ Hawkinson agree to terms, making him one of the highest paid tight ends in the league. I didn't get the exact numbers. Um, so I don't know what he, like how he compares or exactly where he, he lines up uh, against some other guys, but uh, good to see him get a deal done. It means he's going to be on the field uh, probably week one. I know he's he's still dealing with that uh, ear infection issue that's messing with his equilibrium, but I do expect him to be out on the field. I think a lot of that was tied to his contract concerns. So um, a healthy TJ Hawkinson is good for not only NFL football Vikings fans, but it's great for fantasy owners who need to start tight ends in their lineups. Um, if you hadn't heard, you should be playing in an all flex league by now where you don't have to play tight ends if you don't want to, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, actually. I had a blast in that draft. Um, Dolphins give Alec Engold, Engold, yes, he's a fullback, three years for up to 17.2 million bucks. 
Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's funny because some running backs would kill to make that. Crazy. It's just, it's just insane. Like like a fullback position is, is a position that's almost dying in the NFL. You don't see many teams have a fullback anymore. Um, so seeing a fullback should get money is is kind of odd. But I mean, Ingold's you know he's always been one of the better fullbacks in the NFL. So I guess it's worth it. I don't know. Yeah, it's strange like to see over six million a year, like six and a half million a year going to a, a fullback. But uh, I don't know. I guess they have a plan. You know, it is Mike McDaniel from the, the San Fran coaching tree who they've always carried a fullback. They carried a talented fullback in use check. So he's used to having it in his system. And I guess the teams that, that have them and value them still pay them. So uh, good for you, Alec Ingold. Yeah. And like those JT, like what the fuck, man? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Going I mean, on. I mean, guys, Damian Harris, dude, mill and a half, mill and a half. I mean, yeah, you talk about all those kind of guys like Singletary and all those players. Like, like I'll move to fullback, man. <laughs> like, right. That's all I have to do. But yeah, you, 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 you also have more. to block. Yeah. Um, Rasheed Rice and Justin Ross to start out as a quote unquote package players. And I saw this with Sky Moore, I think, too, right? Like I didn't see his name together. listed in a quote, but like probably like I can't imagine he's treated any differently. Okay. So what's package players mean? Like in certain packages, right? Like um, they'll, they'll fit in and maybe Justin Ross is a big body. He'll be down by the goal line. Maybe um, Rishi Rice will be used in four wide sets, not three wide sets. And maybe here and there sparingly in two wide receiver sets. So really just specific plays are going to be drawn up either for them or, or, or formations that they're going to fit in well. And then not in others. And then hopefully he ended the quote by saying, by the end of the season, we hope that they will be, uh, you know, full complimentary players. So they will be on, you know, every, every single down hers, you know, as often as they can be in the NFL nowadays, which is like 60 or 70% snap rate, unless you're an absolute stud. Right. So should be, uh, I would consider it a decent sign, especially for Justin Ross. I think Rasheed Rice owners might've thought he'd be out there sooner in, in a full force, but um, however you slice it, at least you know they're going to be getting some sort of looks and, and involved in the offense in one way or another. So I'll take that as a positive. Yeah. And also, Kadaris Tony could suit up week one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I will always. Even if he does, I'm not starting him. Yeah, exactly. He's so um, hard to just trust in and have any faith in. I know. So much talent, but so many injuries. Jelani Woods goes to the IR with a hamstring injury. Now, this is kind of unfortunate because this is one of those like sleeper tight ends you take late as a dart throw and now you don't have that. So you're looking at Kylan Granson again to maybe uh, get you something, but at that point, don't touch anyone there for tight ends. Yeah. That's don't touch anyone there in general, but (laughs) (laughs) all right, you can take the next one. Sorry. I just got distracted from work. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Zach Ertz is uncertain for week one coming off the injury last season. I honestly did not know that he was even considering playing this year. So that's news to me. Um, I thought he was just going to hang him up. So especially with the, the way the Cardinals look as a team, um, but apparently he's, he's shooting for a return. So if he's, if he's uh, even close to healthy, I'm assuming he will be out there. Maybe not week one, but week two, three, four, definitely in the, in the mix. And at this point with the Cardinals in the shape that they're in, I mean, he's probably a viable option at, uh, as a startable tight end in fantasy. He was last year with Kyler. And then he got hurt right around uh, the same time that Kyler did, but I think it might've been a couple weeks before, but he just, 
he still seems to have it. So if he's out on the field, I would I would play him, especially if you're in the position of streaming tight ends. Yeah, if you're starting either Dobbs or is it Clayton Tooney? Is that, is that, is that yeah, his name? Clayton yeah. Tooney, Dobbs, uh, who knows who else they might bring in to fight for the job. Yeah, you're probably going to want the t- tight end there because I don't know how far they can throw it down the field. Jerry Judy will not go on short-term IR with his hammy, um, leaving some hope for a minimal absence, which is great for Judy owners because, you know, with the timetable when he got hurt, it sounded like, you know, probably be at least four weeks. Um, So this is great news. I mean, if he's back back week four, I think you still draft him probably not the same or the same spot where you did last week or two weeks ago, but, you know, close to it, maybe – one round later, but um, you're, you're able to just put him on your bench for three weeks. I think that's that's a win. Yeah, as long as he ends up back within the first three weeks, like you're you're pretty happy about it. Um, if it lingers longer, you know it sucks. You're just going to be fighting it every every week, and you're he's a guy that you're going to be sitting there as many weeks in as it takes him to get back with him on your bench because you're not going to cut him. And the second that you see somebody else cut him in your league you probably go pick him up because oh, he'll be back in a couple weeks. It's just mm-hmm. a hamstring. How long can it go? Right. So he's going to be either super thankful, or you're at you as the owner are going to be super thankful that you drafted him and you probably got a little bit of a discount because of the hamstring injury and he's back in three or four weeks and you're, you're you know, over the moon happy, or you're going to be the exact opposite. And you're going to be frigging despondent because he doesn't play all season and you want to fucking blow your brains out because you wasted a pick on him early. Hopefully it's the former. Hopefully he's back quickly. I still want to see Judy dominate the NFL. Love Judy, big Judy guy. But these soft tissue injuries, I've been boned by them so many times. I, I think I just have some sort of like bias or prejudice built up in my mind that I just I, I get scared and I run the other direction when I see him. Um, yeah. Like I'm drafting right now. I see Jerry Judy out here. We're in the sixth round, um, pick 10, and he is still on the board. Um, it's, that's a deep slide for Judy. Yeah. Uh, so so to your draft, who do you have so far? I don't see keeper. Team... League, is so, yeah, so my keepers were Madison and Javante Williams. So those are my running backs. Then I drafted CeeDee Lamb, DK Metcalf. I decided to go Kittle. Um, I just said, screw it. I'm going to get a, a tight end that hopefully can contribute towards the top of the league. We'll see. And then Dak Prescott was my most recent pick. Um, right. I, I was a little iffy on going quarterback there, especially Dak. But I said, you know what? He's sitting out here. A lot of quarterbacks went in a row. So I was like, I'll just join the run. Uh, maybe try to put some pressure on the other players. And I have CeeDee. So if I can get that little stack going and hopefully continue the run enough. So on the way back, I can grab, uh, I'm looking at a guy like, Oh, he must've just gone. Nope. Where'd he go? Running backs. Need to change. I was looking at a guy like Deandre Swift to be my third running back. Uh, Kamara was just on the board. I was looking at him. That's who, that's who disappeared. Uh, I would have loved to have Kamara in the seventh round. That would have been great for me. And I could probably play him ahead of Madison if I even needed to. Um, or, you know, Javante Williams, if that knee doesn't hold up, but, We'll see. We got a lot of draft left. You sure do. Um, a guy that's going to be there a little later is JSN. He's back at practice this week, looking fine, catching balls. This is a fantastic sign for me. I mean, you talk about Jerry Judy, own him and JSN and our fourteen team dynasty league. So at least one guy's on the field practicing. That's <laughs> that's a very good sign for me. And this is your uh, breakout of the year, Dows. Yeah, I would so take JSN. Good. Um, if. If I oh yeah, I love that he's back on the field. That's huge. Um, I, I mean, I'm stoked from an NFL perspective too to see the kid play. 
Um, and then I'm looking at my draft right now, and I'd love to take JSM, but I already have DK Metcalf. And I'm like, am I going to play two Seahawks wide receivers in the same league? I don't know. Like, you could I might. You could, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lockett and him pulled it off last year. So Yeah, but now it's three of them. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Back. It's it's yeah, risky. Tough. Um, but yeah no, yeah, no, to see him back on the field, especially with a wrist injury, to see him catching balls, running routes, uh, essentially no limitations as far as I heard. Uh, that's a great sign. So good news for, for the Seahawks and for JSN himself. Saturday news, uh, Ravens released Melvin Gordon. He clears way. Yeah. He's back on their practice squad. I figured that somebody would grab him, to be honest. Um, I know he doesn't. He's not the Melvin Gordon of old, right? He's the old Melvin Gordon. But he is just, he's still talented enough that I figured a team would like him. Even the Chiefs, why not go out and grab him, you know, while you wait for uh, again to get yeah. fully healthy or something like that. He knows the system, whatever. Yeah. Like, there's it, teams out there that could use him, but. Back on the Ravens practice squad, I'm sure the Ravens will have an injury at running back and Gordon will get called up probably week one, week two. Yeah, he's in that tier now of like the, uh, I would say Lat Murray, but Lat's always on the team. But like yep. Lat Murray, trying to think of older guys, like Mike Davis is probably done now, but like that kind of realm yeah. of guys. I fucking yeah, cream around Fournette, yep. like, oh, guys that are big names, but like, why aren't they signed? Oh, because they're old and washed up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, Melvin Gordon last year, I still think was the best player on the Broncos. But if you're going to lose a ball once a game, you're <laughs> you can't be on the field. Like exactly, you're the most talented one, but it does nothing for you if you're turning it over every down. Right. Yeah. It literally means nothing if you can't hold on to the ball, no matter how good you are. And that's just that's the entire league. <laughs> mm-hmm. Eagles release Trey Sermon. Um, Little bit of surprise, I guess not really a surprise with the backs they do have there. I know it was like, oh, was Rashad Penning getting cut? Trey Sermon's had a great camp, but you know, when you're playing against the third string um, defense in preseason, like you're probably look pretty good. But I don't know right. if he got signed by the practice squad. Did he or did he just clear? And I don't I know. I think he cleared. I did because I didn't see him signed anywhere else or, or even the note that he got to the practice yeah, he, squad. So he had to have. I mean, yeah, I, feel, I, mean I, feel, I feel he's like still the, young enough that you would expect the it. majority of people getting cut now are just going right back to the squad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes it seems like there's almost a handshake agreement between some of these teams like, hey, we want him on our practice squad. Like, he just not touch them and they're like, yeah, no problems, whatever. Yep. And then there's Ursa like, nah, dude. <laughs> I need him, bro. I need him, bro. Sorry, dude. Yeah, uh, Giants released Cole Beasley, who is also <laughs> back on their squad. Um, I do believe he's on the practice yeah, squad. I so, mean, so the he's squad still rules hurt. Are just like it's it because yeah, it used again, to be if you accrued nine games on an NFL roster, you couldn't be practice squatted. Now Cole Beasley, who has two hundred career played games, is on a practice squad. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, I mean he's still gonna hurt, so this makes yeah. sense. But yeah, like. Couple years ago, we're talking about like, oh, if this guy gets cut, he's not eligible. Now it doesn't fucking matter. Like they they cut JT today. Like, hey, get on the squad. Right. Like, all right. Yeah, I'm sure you do it willingly. Oh, am Um, I gonna take fucking Cortland Sutton right now, bro? In the eighth round, bro. That's not bad. I mean, Judy's out at least. At not say. Oh, Judy. Judy just went to patio. Patio Neal took him. Which league is this? Is this your not your barber league, right? No, this is uh just a random ESPN league I've been doing for like years. This is probably our eleventh league or eleventh uh, year or something like that. Eleven years in ESPN. You guys deserve a fucking medal. 
I know, dude. It's so gross. All right, back to the Giants. Yeah, Giants. Uh, Wanda Robinson activated from Pup. Uh, Fantastic news. Like, right before, I I think it was the day before, the day of the uh, deadline. So that's great. Uh, Giants released James Robinson. Again, another NFL team that's just teasing the fuck out of this guy. Uh, The Pats hit it. Hey, we'll give you... Give you two years, eight million. Sign me up. You cut. It's like bye. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, I still expect to see James Robin sign, uh, Robinson sign somewhere, but like every report, if he is, hasn't he yet, does though, not have, like he doesn't this... have the pop. He doesn't have the burst. Yeah, we're just uh, we're just unfortunate. Like as yeah. much as like I'm not a massive Robinson guy, but I mean, he proved me wrong. He proved us all wrong. Um, yeah. it's a it's a story you like to see. The undrafted guy that RB one, yeah. I mean, just like blows a tire and never could come back. And I mean, he wasn't the most like freak athlete to begin with. You know, he always kind of just made the runs work. You know, he yeah. hit open space and got loose. But like, I, I guess if you don't have it, you don't have it. It just kind of sucks. Yep. All right, you can oh, take these the... sons of bitches keep drafting all my players, dude. Corlin Sutton gone. Marquise Brown gone. Ugh. All right. Um, the hell's next? Uh, oh, Vikings wave rookie, uh, Dwayne McBride. Um, a lot of people's, you know, handcuffed to Madison player. Um, but I think he was a sixth, seventh round guy. So the draft capital just wasn't even there to start with. I think mainly there was no one behind him besides Ty Chandler and Kenny, um, What's his last name? Kenny. Uh, uh, and then, Ken, uh, Kenny and Wongu. Yeah. It's like really a special teamer more than anything. Yeah. I, I couldn't say name. He's massive stutter. Um, <laughs> so it's just great news for Ty Chandler to be the handcuff to Madison. I think that's going to be a popular pickup because I don't even think people are really sold heavily on Madison. I know Dallas, you drafted him in probably 18 leagues in the last three days. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm sorry, but I mean, even if Madison's the guy, there's you do want the handcuff there. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Madison look good when he has filled in for Dalvin Cook, but then we've always seen Dalvin Cook come back and then take over completely again. So whether that's a lack of faith or they just thought Dalvin Cook was that much better, whatever it was, Madison never worked his way to like a fifty-fifty split, and there's probably a reason for that. So. I just don't know if we've all seen it yet. I, I'm not. I have taken Madison in a couple leagues recently. That is true, but I'm still not the biggest believer in him. I got you know caught with my hand in the cookie jar in a in an auction draft. But yes, you did um, next to me. Sixteen <laughs> bucks on the first bit of the day. Somebody bid me up. What are you doing? But uh, yeah, I think there's definitely a world where Madison ends up. Maybe I mean maybe it's a sixty forty. Maybe he's quote unquote the guy based on math. But like it might not feel like that. You could have a big mix behind him. It could be mm-hmm. a, a RB one who gets sixty percent of reps, but then the mix of Ty Chandler, um, whoever else they may end up bringing. I still think Kareem Hunt's a fantastic fit for Minnesota if they were to go that direction. Um, yeah, so yeah, we'll that, that, that that's true. I, I, so he Hunt visited Minnesota, Indy, and the Saints. That was yep. it. Um, he and said no to all yeah, three because he wants a bigger contract. Yeah. Not sure he's getting it. If he signs somewhere, he, he's he's just getting cave and take the vet men which is probably always going to get right and like if you really were intending to play football 
and you wanted the most money and whatever. Like, just go play for the Colts and prove it in the first four weeks. All you have to do is beat out Deion Jackson and Zach Moss, look really, really good, and either, you know, demand a contract at that point from them or ask for a trade. Like, that's that's your route to any amount of payday and reps if you're Kareem Hunt. He's chosen not to do that, so I don't know what he's going to do. I don't think we see Kareem Hunt in the NFL this year, but I do think the Vikings are a good fit for what they need and what he does. He'll cave at some point, I think. Yeah, and he I mean, could he could honestly he be like, hey, I want an eight-week vacation. I'll pick the leader of the pack, and I'll sign with the Chiefs in week eight, nine, and ten. You know, mm-hmm. see it every year. Yep, yep. All right. He'll be uh, the love bell of the Chiefs this year. Yeah. Raiders released Damian Williams. Um, very short stint there. <laughs> Again, yeah, very, very short stint. Just teasing these guys like... Just an, another, hey, Josh Jacobs, look what we can do. And then, of course, Josh Jacobs signs $12 million for one-year deal. Um, wow, like Jacobs and Barkley really showed the NFL, huh? Right. <laughs> like after, the, after all this fucking commotion. The they, leaders they of the... caved uh, in, the Zoom meeting. The, they, yeah, the leaders just, of the Zoom meeting. These two in Austin Eckler all caved for whatever their teams offered them. I mean, Eckler like, like yeah, got seven or eight. That's complete bullshit, but... Yeah, I mean, fantastic news for Jacobs. Fantastic news for Jacobs' owners. Um, I know in a draft two weeks ago, uh, he went in the late fourth. Him and JT went back to back. It was one of those like who takes them first. Yeah. So whoever got him in the fourth, I think it was like I think it was Cobley. Complete steal. I mean, RB one again. Um, we saw we did it last year. Even if he's takes a dip, what goes from RB three to RB seven? All right, you got him in the fourth round. It's a huge deal. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so much space for him to outperform that uh, that draft position that I, I don't see any way he doesn't do it, especially in uh, an offense that's set up the way that the, the Raiders are. So yep. good for you if you're a Jacobs owner. Those are the times where taking a risk, you know, rolling the dice kind of pays off. Flip side, sometimes it doesn't always work that way. You get the guy who holds out all year, Lev Bell. I did it. I've been there. Sucked. Yeah, I don't want to relive it. <laughs> it's 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 not it's not fun. No, not at um, all. Any other news? Not really. I mean, there, I'm sure there's some more that's you know going to come in the in the coming days. But for right now, it's all we really got. Uh, we're looking forward to the the official kickoff of the NFL season next Thursday. Uh, I think that's one week seventh. away. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Dude. Oh, so so. Quick question: Where do you draft? Or sorry, don't. So, do my rankings t- today. Where do you put Jonathan Taylor now? So we had him, you know, was between RB six and nine, I think, in our rankings, depending who it was. Yeah. Um, he's out at least four weeks. That's the very least. And you said what? That's like almost one third of the season. That's a huge yeah. chunk. It's a big chunk. Um, I mean, it's. It's a quarter of the season. Yeah. Fantasy season. But like you, I think I said it earlier, right? If you look at it from a points perspective, like the top dogs, the top 10, 12, 15 guys are probably going to score anywhere from 60 to 90 points over a four week span. Um, That's tough to overcome. So then you start looking at it as like, all right, well, how much ground can he like really cover? in the, the the following 12 weeks, right? Just to get back up there. Um, 
you know, or let's call it 60 to 80 points for the top guys. And then 30 to 50, maybe the top 24 is like almost locked in. If you score 30 points in the first four weeks, that's just over 10. Or no, that's under 10 points. It's like seven and a half points a game. So uh, I don't, I don't know that he can close that gap to get into that territory. I mean, listen, he shows up week five, he comes back and he drops a, a 50 point game. Sure, like all bets are off. But even if you have him score twenty for the remainder of the season, every single game with with no duds, which I think is asking a lot of a running back in that situation, uh, I don't know that he gets there. I mean, that would put him at two hundred and forty points. Like that's not a bad season, but two hundred forty points. Well, that lands you at RB sixteen. I think is where that is usually typically. Yeah. Um, so, and that's, and I mean, that's projecting 20 points a week. So if you have a dip to 15 or 10, or you, you throw a dud up at like a zero burger, it was 24 would be your, your best bet. And, and maybe you're more realistically talking about an RB 30 to 35. Um, I'm missing four weeks. It's four weeks. It's a lot of time for a running back, especially one that formerly was drafted as a one one pick in this, in, in, in almost all formats last year. Yeah. Crazy. So as of right now, I, did my rankings and then for the draft kit, my rankings are usually like, all right, where would I pick them in the draft? Not like, oh, where are they going to finish? So, kind of being realistic, I did RB26 uh, yeah. is where I put them, and that's right behind guys like James Cook, James Connor, Rashad White, Madison Akers, Kenneth Walker, Miles Sanders, and right before guys like DeAndre Swift, Swift, David Montgomery, who actually I might put up ahead of Taylor. Kamara, just because Kamara's going to miss some time. Pacheco, but he's right in the back there. Like, if you can get him as your third running back, do it. Um, But again, we talk about how you can lose your draft and hecking will win a draft. And that's just. Overall, I think I'm just staying away from the indie backfield, Um, unless I can get like a Deion Jackson, Zach Moss last round. But Deion yeah. Jackson's going to jump up. Um, probably like round eight coming like, this weekend. And I would even consider taking them like taking them both in the last two rounds because I don't know who it's going to be. I know I don't want to spend fab money on either one if you're in a, in a fab type free agency league, which you should be because it's really the only way to do it. Um, I mean, I would I would struggle to 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 pull that trigger, but I think if you're going to draft Deion Jackson or um Zach Moss. You should only be doing it if you already own JT and you should mm-hmm. only be doing it if you have both of them. Because if you pick Deion Jackson, Zach Moss is going to be the starter. If you pick Zach Moss, Deion Jackson is going to be the starter. Just yeah, how and, and now you own three running backs on a yeah. horrific um, right. NFL team with a, with and, a and, terrible right, line. And, <laughs> and be honest, like the second JT comes back, both those guys are cut. But by that, you could be 0-4 because you tried to you know get too tricky and play the cute running back game. And then you haven't picked anybody up because you're carrying both of them because you didn't know who to start. So you burned four weeks and you've added nobody of value off your waiver wire. Well, you know, somebody else in your league has added the best four guys that week and you've, you know, fallen by the wayside. So, and then it's just Evan Hall at the end yeah. of the day. <laughs> yeah. Right. You have all those guys. You don't have Evan Hall and he was the guy, you know, or they signed Kareem Hunt and you have nobody, you know, it's, I don't know. It's probably easier to just draft none of them. If you're in a best ball league, I guess it it makes it a little bit easier with no waiver wire moves and 
Um, you're just kind of taking flyers and the best guy will be put in your lineup every single week. So you could do it in, in those kind of formats, but your best ball league's already drafted. You're not coming here for best ball advice right now. Yeah. I just got Elijah Mitchell in the 10th round. Love it. Love yeah. It. All right. My team right now is uh, I've added since our last conversation, AJ Dillon, Michael Pittman and Elijah Mitchell. We really slowed down the pace here. <laughs> All right. All right, um, that will do it for us for the NFL Cut Week news. We'll get a podcast up uh, to you next. We'll have our breakouts. Nope, busts, bounce backs, and dart throws. We had the breakouts of sleepers last week, so if you haven't seen those or heard that, go on the web- website or listen to our last podcast, number 262, for all those. Uh, but for me and Dows, thank you for tuning in. Stay fluid, stay lit. <laughs> Top shell fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.